Hey everybody, and welcome to the Inferno Cast, episode 018. It's, it's going to be a very spooky episode here today because we are featuring Halloween and video games, and it's going to be featuring our favorite video games and, with Halloween and memories with with the holiday and everything, and really just kind of a, a nice wild card ah. topic. Don't really have a lot of. Uh, I don't really have a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, unfortunately, Jason is already losing his mustache. Yep, uh, it's not gonna there. last. The, uh, yep. <laughs> it's not gonna last. I tried. Wario has been destroyed. Yeah, Wario is losing his identity. That's okay because Mario here didn't even bother to try because I knew that mustache wouldn't even wouldn't even stick. But yep. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Joining us for this wonderful cast is the uh, our our normal cast and crew here. We of course have Spider Man, aka Peter Parker, aka Simbu Darkfang, uh, primary actor of Basement of the Dead. Spider Man, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> hey, you know it's a great place to be here in uh, New York City, just running around, saving some people, swinging, you know, having a good time. Excellent. Like. What what universe are you from, Spider Man? <laughs> he doesn't know. Okay, no, not sure what universe Spider Man is from, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> Jason the Thirteenth, of course, from the YouTube channel of Jason the Thirteenth. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Not a problem. I was hoping that the mustache would stick to for a little bit longer, though. <laughs> No worries. You you're at least Wario in spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and next up we have Astromedes. He is a developer and co-owner of Second Place Games. He is the proud owner of the best costume of the night, as he is a homicidal maniac. They look just like normal <laughs> people. Astromedes, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. There's more to my costume, but it also fell off. <laughs> you guys don't want to know where that fell off from. <laughs> Believe me, before the podcast, we got a preview. It was it was scary. Well, uh, we're no not going to lie. Next up, of course, we have Jason, aka Stormrose Sky. So it's kind of confusing. <laughs> we kind of have two two Jasons here. Uh, Stormrose Sky, owners of the Twitch mm-hmm. and YouTube channels of Stormrose Sky. Storm, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And this isn't going to last at all. This plastic <laughs> is pushing on my nose. It's not fun. So. And I'm on camera for the first time ever on this cast, so yay. Yay. <laughs> yay. It's about time. Jeez. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We'll and we see. saw your, your assistant with, with their witch's broom, you know. I know. That's why. Broom in the background. <laughs> yep. He had to clean up the mess he made. Blamed it on the cat. You know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> um storm you got any videos coming out on, on your channel uh sometime soon no soon i hope nothing planned right now uh school has backed up or started again it was on fall break so now i'm full well, full time there this week and yeah. a couple of days next week so yeah um but i do want to do another forgotten movies because someone mentioned batteries not included ah good today movie. and i was like oh my god yes that is a great one to mention of a uh another good forgotten movie that nobody really talks about i mean it wasn't bad we just you know you mention it and people go oh yeah that's what i'm going for so there you go 
That's a good one. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Um, and then last but not least, we have my partner and partner in crime, Jamie Owls. Jamie Owls, thank you so much for, for joining us here. Hello. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Hi, got a little on my throat. <laughs> I guess my Halloween costume is that I'm sick. Uh-oh. <laughs> Happy oh, Halloween oh. to you. I wasn't planning that. <laughs> AKA, uh, AKA yeah. the poor choking lady. So if I disappear off screen, that's me giving uh, Jamie Owls the Heimlich. So <laughs> no, I'm okay. I just had a little tickle in my throat, but um, I'm not live. So my Halloween costume is me wearing a robe and going as a crazy cat lady. <laughs> which, is a, which is a normal everyday occurrence because we are crazy about our kitties. We are. I'm not crazy. I'm just crazy for cats. I'm I'm still here. The mask is not working. <laughs> that, that is a-okay. Hey, at least at least you appeared there. So <laughs> you, you're definitely representing a, our fantastic Halloween topic. But before we get into the the topic, uh both Simbu and I want to give some reports because we've been playing the some fantastic games that have come out. Uh, just this past Friday, the was that the twenty first, the twentieth? Yeah, the twentieth. And they, of course, are Spider Man Two for the PS Five and uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder for the Switch. Um, I'm going to give my report first uh, because I probably won't have too much to say on our main topic. Uh, so my fantastic cast and crew are going to be leading leading the conversation on that. But uh, to start off, Super Mario Brothers Wonder is wonderful it's a fantastic game it it probably rivals uh how good a lot of the old school um nes 2d mario games are probably something equivalent to maybe in my mind like super mario brothers 3 but i i need to beat it i'm only about 10 hours into it and i probably only about halfway through uh so far fantastic just the whole animations of all the characters how it defines their their overall like it gives everything a lot more personality versus kind of that that sterile look from the new series, like the new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe uh, on the Switch, for example. Uh, and it's one of those things where it's just a, a lot of fun. Love being able to select, select between 12 characters, great music. And I'll have a more in-depth full review on the channel, hopefully within a couple of weeks. But yeah, definitely fantastic. It, really indicative of both the uh, Metacritic score of 93 that it, it has received, it should, if, if if there's any justice in the world, the two the two games that Simbu and I are going to be talking about will be one of this will be part of the six games that are going to be nominated for Game of the Year awards, uh, because of course Mario Wonder at, at a 93 and uh, Spider Man Two at a 91 for Metacritic. I mean, you just get one third of the best games released the in the year on this past Friday is amazing. And and it's a good segue to Spider-Man himself to talk about his experiences playing with himself in <laughs> Spider-Man 2. So Spider-Man, how, how is Spider-Man 2? Well, <clears throat> um, it, it's, it's web-slinging fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, God. Um, they, they do have uh, a pretty interesting sort of fast travel system to it. But if you, you know, if you're going to fast travel throughout New York City, well, you really, th- 
kind of defeats the purpose and the fun of playing a Spider-Man game. Um, however, I could see, you know, I've used the fast travel once or twice just to check it out or if I was hunting for something specific and I knew right where I was looking, um, which is really nice. Uh, but again, you can't beat web slinging. Um, one of the new, one of the new uh, features they have for traversal Um I won't give it away for anybody who's playing it, but it, it's a lot of fun to use in combo with the webs and web slinging and whatnot. Uh, Story-wise, oh my God, I, I can't say enough. They they really did a great job. Um, it definitely does continue with the whole story arc and the timeline for the Spider-Man 1 and Miles Morales, so it does continue that. A lot of, uh, I mean, we all know Craven's in the game, Craven is really awesome. They did a really good job with him. Um, and as anybody who's played Miles Morales should know at the end, you know, it's no secret that Venom does appear as, you know, black suit Spider-Man. Um, I won't go into too much more detail, but the abilities, the abilities are really cool. Uh, you have both gadgets and you have abilities with your, with your uh, character, with your Spider-Man. So um <laughs> really a lot of fun there's a a great tag team kind of um combo finishers if you happen to be in the same area together you know pc controlled uh with the second second spider-man but overall it's insomniac did not disappoint and i don't care what any of these fair weather you know sunday fans have to say about spider-man oh they didn't do anything new and cool i'm sorry but if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah i I, i'm I'm gonna i apologize for for cutting you off because a lot of the the fans of like god of war ragnarok got a lot of hard time because oh they didn't do anything different with ragnarok versus god of war 2018 well god of war 2018 was one of the highest rated games for that year and god of war ragnarok just followed along the lead and continued the story in such a fantastic manner that it seems like spider-man 2 is is exactly the same way and a one miles morales gameplay loop is just phenomenal so the idea that we've got maybe 20 30 40 more hours of it is definitely an uh appealing proposition yeah uh a hundred percent you know um not not to mention that you know a lot of times people see a, a the game like this and they go oh it's open world it needs to be 500 hours you need to have, you know, every little square inch. There has to be some tiny little button on the side of a, a a tree that you have to push to find something. The side missions uh, or side objectives aren't, you know, yeah, they're kind of pretty much the same. Go to the spot, clear, you know, clear out the, the hunter base or, you know, defeat the little... Um, time trial thingy or you know but again at the same time how how much can you really do you can't make every single side objective completely different um because that's a lot of prowess however the encounters change um you have different setups for each encounter like uh, tops different tops of different buildings so your your battlefield is a little different um 
and I mean, come on, you're you're swinging through New York City as Spider Man. What else do you really want? What else do you really need in a Spider Man game? Yeah, it's a really unfortunate trend with games kind of touting uh, time to complete as a purely positive statistic because there are lots of games now where you can just kind of literally see where the padding is. Um, and to me, that completely takes me out of the experience. I, you know, admittedly, I'm biased, you know, as a developer, or whatever, but like in general, I'd rather have kind of a novel, fun experience that's much shorter than a really long, you know, mediocre experience, which is what everything kind of trends towards when they take that approach. It's the Ubisoft syndrome where exactly. let, let's hyper inflate everything and mm. have everybody climb towers and complete really sort of ballast objectives that don't really have any sort of like real core crunch to the game. And it's like, okay, so your game is 150 hours long, but what, what, did, what was the experience? If you can't remember what it was versus you got a 30 hours of Spider-Man two, where it's gold from a to B to the completionist C. Yeah. Yeah. And with, with battle passes and everything else going on, there's this really bad trend that the big game companies seem to think what players actually want is just to watch numbers go up. And that's literally all they care about. And I, you know, I've even heard complaints. I don't really play myself, but uh, I've, you know, read and heard complaints about even like world of Warcraft uh, has actually in a weird way, sort of gone in the other direction where kind of just, they're so obsessed with making sure that people can log in and level up constantly that they're sort of just dumping everyone into the end game content as fast as possible. And it's overall weird pattern where uh, studios think that a game needs to have a, uh, an infinite end game. Uh, there needs to be a never ending end game and you need to get players there. And that's where they're going to spend all their time. And it's a very unfortunate pattern, I think, for like the actual uh, fun of the games. Yeah. And that really leads into the whole like proliferation of live service games and everything and kind of where I'm glad to see Sony having having and seeing success with games like this, especially because the the very strong rumor with Sony is that they've got anywhere from like seven to thirteen different live service games in the mix, and they're from what I'm hearing, it's not boding well for Sony right now. Like Bungie, pretty much going like to the whole. Uh, last of us multiplayer game factions and basically saying what the, what they had wasn't good enough for that and uh, it makes me wonder if some of the most recent resignations and and whatnot th that have been occurring with sony are part and parcel to some of these like of course jim ryan retiring and more importantly uh there, there's a uh a woman nick connie uh, some I forget what her last name was, but it was announced that she was just let go from Sony after 34 years where she had worked on games like Crash Bandicoot and, and other things way back when. And all of a sudden she's being forced out of the company. And it's like, what is going on internally with Sony and the whole live service initiative? And I, and, it, and obviously not, not to pick on Sony specifically because, you know, all, all three companies are having issues right now. And I've, I've heard of something uh, just pop up today with the, the big end. So like these kind of issues aren't, they're not anything different or whatnot, but you, when you have core experiences like Spider-Man two, it shows, okay, 
we're not perfect, but we can deliver to the player what they want in a premium package that honestly is worth the $70. Seems like there's a lot of churn going on in the big studios right now. And uh, it seems like there's kind of a larger big churn going on in kind of technology sector in general, like even, uh, you know, companies like Microsoft and other companies that have nothing to do with gaming, unlike Microsoft that's trying to be the undisputed uh, king of gaming now. Um, the even in totally non-game related tech fields, you're seeing a bunch of developers get laid off, kind of downsizing happening. It's it's a really weird time right now because you're also seeing a ton of developer positions kind of open. So I feel like part of what we're seeing now is uncertainty around AI. And I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of shuffling going on as companies try to figure out how they're going to invest resources into AI, if nothing else, just to not fall behind the other big players there. Yeah, and that, and that makes sense. And that mm-hmm. could also be leading to the whole falling of the, the physical media because you can't perpetuate a video game if it depends on an always online connection to an AI server that's going to process data. You just can't do that with yeah. a physical cartridge because you're not going to guarantee that it'll work in perpetuity like a physical cartridge would would do. So it definitely seems like a, a, a real wait and see or hurry up and wait a, a approach with the, the industry. So, uh, uh, Simbu, kind of getting back to Spider-Man Two. Um, two questions, if I, if you don't mind me bugging you, how many hours into it are you, and what would you rate it out of ten, just based on the hours that you've invested? Oh, let's see here. I can tell you how many hours I'm into it. I think. Hmm. Uh, what did I say? Twenty-five hours total <laughs> playtime. Um. <clears throat> But then again, I'm not just, you know, may I just didn't mainline the story. I, of course, I, I, I get, get sidetracked like any, you know, gamer does go by. Ooh, what's this? Ooh, what's this? What's this? Um, but honestly, <clears throat> I would probably go with like a nine and a half from what I have so far. Um you know, yeah, and one, one, you know, yeah, there, there's a lot of, you know, oh, it's kind of like, meh, but you can't look at, if you look at it from a critical, like, oh, I'm going to be a 15 minutes of fame kind of person, flash in the pan type review, then, yeah, go for it. Go ahead and pick apart some of the, you know, flaws of the game which are nothing um i my only i only had two issues with the game i had a black screen issue at the start of the game and that's because my vrr setting was turned on in performance mode um and my tv doesn't do 120 hertz so it's probably just over overloading my t- my my tv so what i did was i turned vrr off have not seen a single black screen, screen flicker, anything like that. And uh, Inferno Fox, you'll know, because I was telling, I told you about it. I've only had one game crash, and that was, again, specific. I can state the exact moment it happened. It was a random open world event, a car chase, that went between two of the, two of the New York City boroughs. And as I was going from one borough to the next, 
all of a sudden I had the prompt to hit the button to web swing, web sling down to the car and start the quick time event. When I did that, the game crashed because it was all that happening. Hey, there I go. I crashed. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, as that was all happening at once. And that's what I think it exactly was. The game was trying to load the next section, high speed as you know, fast moving assets, quick time, you know, quick time event start, and you know, just everything kind of happening all at once. And not to mention, I had already been playing for about eight hours. So the PS5 was already on for about eight hours. So little running a little hot. Um, I have not I, I see all the once one point one reviews and zero reviews on like Metacritic and the people complaining about oh the game's always crashing and they, they said it was playable front to back from the disc yeah but they yeah they did but they also said if you get the the day one patch it fixes a lot of the issues you know the small the you know some of the minor issues but a lot of it could be what kind of TV are you trying to play on you know what are your settings for the game. That's that's a, that's a big thing too. Are you trying to run a 60 hertz TV, a 60 hertz 1080p TV at 120 hertz for the game? Because that's going to cause a lot of problems. And and when you mentioned the the zero or the one reviews on Metacritic, you're you're of course referencing some of the user reviews because what's interesting yes. with this is the actual critic reviews have been nothing but stellar. Hence the the 91 on Metacritic. We're seeing nines, a few tens, a couple eight uh ign i think with a seven because for whatever reason ign is re almost review bombing everything recently but what's funny is a lot of users are complaining about the bugs but if that was an issue why didn't why haven't the critics been complaining about that and some of the theories have been along that that patch that had just patched when the game released maybe that did some it's one or more things to destabilize things for the actual actual user base because trust me games that that are buggy will get reviewed negatively as you know uh, the golem game or that king kong game or uh whatever yeah. else the, the the critics will catch that so it, it most likely if patch this first patch is part and parcel to some of these issues the second patch will clear them it's not like it's going to be uh, a, a permanent thing it's not going to be on their permanent record or anything but yeah I, I i see nothing but uh good things and a game of the year nomination coming for spider-man 2 uh, i sometimes right. wonder too if in some cases those reviewers are getting like uh you know early exactly. copies where maybe they don't contain the entire game and they've removed the things that are most likely to cause issues it's maybe a little conspiracy theory-ish but uh i know it's a thing that at least can happen what what i've seen from a lot of the youtubers and everything like that that actually do get re review copies is obviously they're not copies they're codes they download the game like the the what would be the prelim preliminary like 1.00000 version of it but yes, there there's always a chance for uh, Tom Fuller, Tom Foolery, Malarkey, and and all all, all sorts of uh, crazy bojazz shenanigans, shenanigans. Mm -hmm. So um, let's go ahead and move on to our, our our main topic. Hence, why we are all wearing our costumes, and that of course is Halloween. And we're going to touch Yay! upon our. Uh, our, our favorite <laughs> memories for Halloween with, with video games and, um, and maybe even not with video games this is really kind of a wild card topic. And so like, I'm not a, a, out of the, the six of us here. 
I'm the one that watches horror and scary movies the least. Absolutely. I, I have no interest. I don't really play video games in the horror genre. I've just started playing uh, Resident Evil 4, the remake for the first time when it when it came out. Still haven't finished it. Um, I will at some point. Uh, so again, I'm going to lean heavily on my cast and crew here is thankfully, if there's one thing to, to be said that these five, five guys here, guys and gals have a high pedigree with the horror genre when it comes to video games, movies, hell, even books. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to open up the, the question it was just a general question and Jamie Owls, I'm picking on you. Uh-oh. What are some of your favorite horror video games? I really enjoyed the first four Dark Pictures and analogies. Yeah, Anthology. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I really enjoyed the fifty cent college word. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I really enjoyed those games. I thought those were a lot of fun, and I, they're not very long though, but they're still enjoyable. Um, I really like, I haven't played them when they first started to come out with the Resident Evil games. The first Resident Evil game I played in my lifetime is Resident Evil 7, and I really like that one, and 8, of course. And I started 2 and 3, which I do need to finish. Um, I like anything that has that psychological thriller some of the horror games nowadays have a lot of those jump scares, which to me seems pretty old after a while. So I like a good psychological, mind-blowing thriller. She needs to, you need to play Alien Isolation. Yeah, mm-hmm. Th- that that actually, if I remember right, Simbu, it, that was probably one of the best of the Alien games. For that that have released on on just video games in general, right? Yes, um, it, it has its jump scares, it has its pop scares. Of course, it's a it's a horror game, so you know it's going to have them. But ninety, I would say probably about eighty percent of the game, it's more the fact that you're in a dimly lit derelict spaceship, and just the the way that you do the lighting and the the soundtrack it, it it's just it's it's a tension ride the whole time so it's you know you're you're not like oh there's the alien oh there's the alien there's the alien there's the alien whoo popped out popped in half in half out you know it, it's it, it it's a lot like uh the dark pictures anthology which I, I really I enjoyed it I enjoyed it with uh Jason the Thirteenth um we played through mm-hmm. all of them together um. So yeah, uh, and, and one great thing about the Dark Pictures anthology, I, I want to say before Jamie Alza, I'll, I'll hand it back to you real quick here. Uh, <clears throat> but what I wanted to, what I do want to say is that it's not so much the playthrough as the replayability with those games. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not super long games, like Jamie Alza said. They're what maybe about eight, ten hours for the story. At least, yeah. Ish. So, again, you play through it one way, then you play through it another way, 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 and then you add a friend uh, and play through with a friend, and things change because now it's not the computer playing the second story, it's your friend playing the second second side of the story, and whatever they choose is, well, 
just makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jamie Alves, you, you mentioned about the one jump scares are, are overused. Uh, so based on that, what are your thoughts on the five nights uh, at Freddy's <laughs> franchise? Because I feel like if there's one franchise that really overplays the jump scare. It's, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you agree, Jamie Alves? I think so. I mean, it has to be different. And I suck at those games so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's uh, Jason, have you done the the Five Nights at Freddy's? Not a whole lot. I remember playing one of the old ones and then I got to play a little bit of the VR version of it. Oh, Oh, Uh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Which was fun. (laughs) But it is it's kind of like. puzzle game mixed with jump scares because Mm. you have to do certain things to be able to survive and of course whenever a monster gets you it's always jump scared so they they definitely made their money and jump scares on their games although the trailer for the movie looks awesome (laughs) yes it does i I want to see the movie that yep Mm -hmm. Now, Jason, what are some of your favorite horror video games and why is it my friend Peppa Pig? (laughs) I didn't even know they have a game for that. (laughs) They probably do. (laughs) Oh, they Uh, do. Trust me, I've seen it on store shelves. Favorite horror games. You know, I I really like the original Resident Evil. Uh, The anthologies are awesome. Um, I haven't played through a lot of the aliens, but I have played a couple of the alien games, and those are always fun. Um, I'm trying to think of other like horror horror movies. Like I remember playing like the original Friday the Thirteenth. It was more headache than fun, though, because it was really difficult. Um, but <laughs> God, the res- first Resident Evil, man, I just remember us, me, my brothers, and my dad, and we just sit there for hours playing and playing and playing and even that had its own fair share of jump scares and stuff but ah oh, i can't think of like too many like little games that could be like oh here's this weird game to throw at you offhand <laughs> have you ever played outlast nope i haven't played that one um it's a game where you use your um the character uses only a camera to get through an old asylum as, asylum Ooh. building. Uh, like Fatal Frame. Yeah, Fatal. That one's we, pretty good. We did play the first Fatal Fra- Frame. Uh, Fatal Frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was actually a really good game too. From what I remember seeing Jimmy Owls play uh, Outlast, like that was like horror scare, mm-hmm. like. It was whereas like I've seen the Fatal Frame, like it had it was more like oh kind of spooky little yeah little spooky elements, little, but like Outlast was like a like a terror type of a a, a feel. It's right up your alley. The second one, Outlast Two, is just it, it takes that and 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 increases the whole disturbing level up up. A, yeah, <laughs> the second one was pretty uh-huh. disturbing. Ugh. I was gonna. I, I want to interject though. Um, the one thing is though, you got to look at the genre for or theming for outlast versus fatal frame fatal frame takes place in japan yes so it goes off of like japanese horror and things like that Mm -hmm. where people here in america will look at it and go oh that's not very scary but 
in Japan, it's all based off of their lore and mythology as to where a game like Outlast is yeah, a little uh, more American-ish. I, 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 I don't know if I'm going to agree with that totally because a lot of the Japanese horror does translate extreme, extremely well here in the States. I mean, look at The Ring. The Ring was a, originally a Japanese horror movie and it was adapted. And it was actually really good. <laughs> yeah, and it was adapted really well as a uh, U.S. American horror thing. So... And there, of course, are a lot of the uh, and and simply you, you got to agree with me on this that there are a lot of uh, people that really enjoy that whole uh, Japanese cinema sort of sort of a thing here in the states to where it's even more than just liking the anime. It, it it's the whole like assimilation into the culture sort of a, a deal. So like there there is an audience, but it, it, I, I do also kind of agree with your your general. Uh, point because it's a lot sometimes the Japanese horror can be a little bit more subtle more not, I'm not going to say nuance Mental. because there there is new there, there are horror movies here in the states that have that nuance but like that I feel like a lot of the American horror that you might be referencing just, just freaking goes for you know like I, I think right I've, it's a shock and awe a shock and awe versus like if you look you know American horror it tends to be more blood and guts like, like, look at uh, Japanese horrors tends to be a little more like mental, you know, psychological, um, and look, it's not as gory. Look, look at Storm Rose's Storm Rose Sky's latest video video where she went over her five favorite movies for the, the, the Halloween season, which you, of course, can view at her Twitch and YouTube channels of Storm Rose Sky. Well, the one that I'm thinking of is the people under the stairs that she featured. Oh. That's, being, that's a great movie. Me being eight movie. or nine years old, like being subjected to that by two uh, mischievous, the word I want to say, I probably can't say for fear of losing monetization, <laughs> mischievous older brothers making a, a, an impressionable eight or nine year old kid watch that movie from beginning to end. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty terrifying. <laughs> so good yeah and and inferno fox i i do agree with you but again there's there's different styles to the 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 cinematics for it like if you look at the ring how much blood and guts is in the ring in in both versions like compare the japanese versus the u.s like is Mm -hmm. it right same is it It, not I, i don't know well, again, you got to think like, you know, a lot of the big kills are just uh, a lot of like withered faces and, you know, they look just dehydrated versus, you know, a game like Outlast where, or, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street where Johnny Depp gets sucked into a bed and a fountain of blood just spews up onto the ceiling. So, again, there, there's a bit of difference in cinematography and style there. Yeah, it, I, I definitely agree with you there. And it's a it's funny because like there think about how like Mortal Kombat isn't allowed in Japan, like simply isn't allowed there because of the gore and the the gratuitous violence that's there. They they don't allow it. It's not I think the first one or maybe the second one was, was allowed at like a Mortal Kombat arcade unit in Japan. Um really. Not well, not really rare, but that was like one of the few times that they appear in there. Uh, in Japan is through the arcades, 
and yeah, the the, the series generally it was do, doesn't get adapted because of the the gory nature. So you definitely make a great point with that. Um, th- that being said, I want to bug uh, Storm now for her favorite uh, horror video games because I'm I'm curious as to which ones that she's really enjoyed. You know, self admittedly have not played a whole bunch of horror video games. My consumption of the genre comes in a lot of what I read and watch, and I am in the process of writing a full length horror novel, mm. um, a story told by through the eyes of the serial killer himself that I've created. So you know, it's it's been fun researching that, watching a whole bunch of stuff. So. And some of the things that I've had this character do, others have mentioned in their document, like in documentaries, real killers have said, and Dungeon Black, well, I'm onto something. So there you go. Um, but honestly, my f- one of my favorites would be Zombie Zombie Army Party mm-hmm. trilogy. I played that. That was fun. You know, the zombies dropping out, scaring you, blah. <laughs> um, but honest, oh, it's going to be cheap to say this and just, you know real quick but friday the 13th absolutely is my favorite because i asked that movie franchise is one of my absolute favorites so that that video game will be my favorite horror genre um texas chainsaw massacre is a great game as well but uh out of all those friday the 13th will be you know, just my favorites. I have seen a version of Resident Evil played. A friend did do a quick playthrough one night for me, and I don't remember which one it was. But it was a couple of years ago, so probably recent. Maybe maybe seven. Seven sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. And Jamie Owls mentioned it. Um, and I've seen my kid or my kids. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I have none of those. My friend's kids play Fri- uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. And it's fun, but I agree with Jamie Owls. The jump scare is fun once in a while, but if that is all your game or your movie depends on, I'm meh. Yeah. I'm out. I want, you know, I want a little bit, bit more story with my porn, so to speak. Um, <laughs> so Romance there... us a little first with some yes. uh, building dread, etc. <laughs> exactly. 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 Not just, you know, I, I do love a good slasher film, which a good fun slasher is the Winnie the Pooh Blood <laughs> It is available on Peacock, and if you have Peacock for streaming, I highly recommend it. If you love this genre. I have yet to it, watch that. Oh, it's just fun. It's <clears throat> it's ridiculous, but it's fun. So, yeah, it, it's good. No, I enjoyed a- it. D- definitely a good list of video games. It's a shame you don't have anybody to play Texas Chainsaw Massacre with. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, no what one. Are, what are you going to hey, do? Hey, hey, hey now. <laughs> You're an all-star. Get your game on. We, 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 we <laughs> all play. knew that. I was say, uh, Storm and I both knew that once October came around and the haunt, haunted houses opened up that Texas Chainsaw was kind of going to be a little on the shelf until haunt season was over because we, her and I, we uh, played with my friends and uh, Scurry Face family. That was so which fun. Which was a lot of fun. And of course, with the haunts opening up, everybody's a haunt actor. All the reps are haunt actors. So it, it kind of ruins the ability to play games. But when haunt season is over, well, I guarantee you, Scurry Face official on Twitch, we will be starting back, probably starting back up the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game nights. 
Yeah, and make sure to to our audience, make sure you're not sleeping on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If you like the horror genre and multiplayer games, it, it's actually mm-hmm. a really it's done really well. Like it, these are, of course, are the same people that that did the Friday the Thirteenth multiplayer game, and it it overall, it, from what I've heard from people that actually like like the multiplayer and the horror. It, it, it's a lot of fun. It's really good. Definitely recommend checking that out. Um, and we'll make sure to include uh, links in the description for uh, when Simbu does actual like gameplay on, on Twitch to, to scurry face. So just, just, just for all y'all listening in podcast land slash watching and, and YouTube. And uh, next up, I'm going to bug you Astrobedes uh, and ask you both. I'm, gonna, I'm hitting you with a twofer. Uh, I want to know, the your favorite horror video games and i want to know the worst horror game that you played <laughs> hmm i'll start with favorites that's probably easier um so i have one very kind of weird pick that just kind of hit me just right it's a um it's a free i think it's free on itchio on pc it's called pylons and it is uh kind of looks sort of like an old dos adventure game sort of and it essentially starts out um kind of pretending to be almost like a, a uh like a, a training video for a child to be careful around power lines and that sort of thing but it gets very straight it's a pretty short game it gets really strange really quickly where these pylons you know these power structures coming out of the ground are presented as these kind of like weird malignant entities as you kind of move around the world the the very constrained small you know several screen world you have um and it just does a really good job of basically feeling like an old school creepypasta game which is essentially a theme with you know the the games that i like and i think one of the most effective ways to do horror it well i'll say one of the most effective ways to do horror in a game it's kind of an easy way is to kind of like uh adopt this kind of creepypasta uh it's an old haunted game sort of aesthetic Mm -hmm. uh so so pylons that one's called it's kind of an interesting one Um, is that kind of like pony island uh, yeah, I was actually going to mention Pony Island later. I, I only played a small amount of it, but yeah, in terms of like the style, well, I'd say Pony Island is a bit different because Pony Island, um, Pony Island becomes more like you are interacting with sort of the, the entity controlling the haunted game itself. Ah, gotcha. Uh, it sort of does a strange thing where it's like, oh, look, it's a game about ponies jump. You're a pony jump. And then like, you can't jump. And then something very strange happens when you jump and it gets kind of escalates to the point where it's like an almost a weird exchange where your input is the game uh, doing whatever weird task the game is asking you. And you're trying to either subvert or follow the instructions the game is sort of giving you. Um, So that one's kind of an interesting one too. But uh, I guess in terms of like favorites that I played a lot and maybe a little bigger games, um, I remember uh, definitely partially through nostalgia and partially because it was pretty groundbreaking at the time. Uh, Resident Evil 2 at the time that I played it um, back in the day was just so 
impressive to me because it really was the first game that was basically to me anyway that felt like it was really being cinematic with the presentation the the camera angles were very much designed kind of heightened tension you'd have you know all these kind of very untraditional video game angles for scenes specifically designed to kind of create a certain experience in that scene it's harder to see you know the camera will be oriented away when you're walking towards the camera you can see that thing you know uh, creeping in through the window behind you and it's it really uh it really nails kind of the movie experience of like watching you know one of the heroes get crept up on or whatever and just sort of a nice uh amount of tension from that and you know combined with kind of like scarce mechanics i think you know resident evil i i didn't really play resident evil one much at all if any but it feels like you know resident evil one and two really sort of um really defined you know what is kind of modern horror survival sort of genre with a lot of those choices um and then i'll say uh i recently started playing uh very recently in the last couple of days i started playing a game called inscription which is i think on basically every console at this point yeah it's on pc steam uh other stores PS4 and 5, Xbox One, Series X, blah, 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 Switch. Um, and this game, uh, so it's called Inscription with a Y. And this game, it um, starts you off uh, as sort of, you have a 3D view. You're sort of a, you're sort of a, a captive in sort of a weird cabin with sort of a strange, creepy captor that's keeping you there. And you're kind of told to start playing a card game. And the card game has these like heavy themes of, you know, uh, of like sacrifice and death. And there's it sort of becomes a weird escape room game as it goes to you can get up from the table. There's little like there's hints in the book of rules about the card game that you use to solve a puzzle in the guy's house. Like it, it's really it's really well done. And later I haven't actually played this far yet, but I know from uh, bits and pieces I've seen later it actually switches it up where you're not playing a card game. You're playing sort of like an old school almost Pokemon like again sort of creepy pasta like kind of game uh to advance sort of what's going on all with this really interesting kind of framing mechanic of like you're trapped in this cabin sort of trying to figure a way out uh it gets the the ways it starts to feel really kind of horror based in the mechanics is that um for example there's a there's a special item it's these pliers and in order to to win or lose the card game there's scales that will get weighed either towards your opponent as they take damage or towards you as you take damage so uh things get piled up on these scales so there's this uh power up that it's just this set of pliers and it says use these pliers to weight the scales in your favor when you use the pliers you see an animation of it's in first person view and you see an animation of your character grabbing the pliers sticking them in his mouth the screen goes red he pulls <laughs> teeth out of his mouth and places them in the scale on the other side to kind of weigh the scales some other power up later where you remove an eye to do something and it messes up your vision after that mm. because now your eye's gone so it does these really <laughs> interesting sort of immersive uh uh stuff around more uh kind of traditional like video game mechanics so it's a really interesting like package the whole thing and i think it's on sale right now for 9.99 also um at least on steam i'm not sure what prices are on other consoles and such um and then just one more throwaway mention i'll say 
in terms of like my favorite game, it's it's sort of horror themed. This is maybe arguable, but Darkest Dungeon 2, which I've been playing for a while, continues to just impress me. It's just such a deep game with such good mechanics. And really, they uh, it says in the beginning of the game that every time you start the game, there's a disclaimer that says Darkest Dungeon is a game about making the best of a bad situation. And they, they have all these mechanics. The, the odds are really stacked against you. You're constantly going to be taking kind of like unavoidable unavoidable status effects and everything. And it really carries us through even in like the power-ups. Basically, any power-up in Darkest Dungeon that gives you something good almost always gives you something bad in addition. The whole game is sort of about like managing the situation you've both put yourself in intentionally with the choices you've made for your builds and everything. And then all also the game just heaping up the kind of damage and seeming unfairness on you there's a it's really they really nailed the balance because in the first game i think the balance was actually a bit off where it more often kind of felt unfair and cheap a lot of the kind of like losses you would take and they've really gotten it just right with this one i'm really uh i i really like this game i think i'm going to keep playing it for a long time so yeah those and then so so you asked worst um <laughs> I'm very Soft careful about the horror games. <laughs> I'm really careful. I'm really careful about uh, the games I play because I said for the longest time that, you know, I love the idea of horror games, but I often think the implementation is totally off. Uh, one I'll just pull out at random that I've seen on Steam. I don't remember exactly the name, but one of the many Slenderman games on Steam <laughs> where basically it appears to be a game where someone has essentially taken the default Unity assets and made a tiny forest and you run around it and you collect papers and then the Slenderman scares you and you need to collect 10 papers before he scares you to death or whatever. And like a lot of people bought that game. And as someone who almost no people bought my game, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of frustrating to see, though, you know, totally understandable how that kind of thing sells. And in a way, it's, you know, a lesson you can take away about games. The games that sell the best are not necessarily the best games. <laughs> yes, I definitely agree That's with you true. on that. I'm saying worst games i don't know the names of them and sorry to all any and all young people that play all roblox games because i've watched my nephew play some horrible horrible <laughs> roblox games and there's some horror ones that he's playing like oh la, la, and i'm watching going it's not scary at all but they're supposed to be horror games so you know <laughs> It's it's funny you say it kind of reminds me of junk YouTube where junk YouTube was a big issue a, a few years ago for kids watching watching it and it literally is a bunch of people from from Southeast Asia in costumes that look a little bit actually a lot worse than what Simba was wearing and just <laughs> literally dancing around the screen and it, it just picks up the algorithm because of who they look like and they have the word Spider-Man in there and uh, junk YouTube ends up getting like hundreds of thousands of views because the back then even just a couple of years ago the YouTube algorithm was so bad it's like I wonder if it's junk Roblox you know th that being a whole maybe thing. Uh, not sure <laughs> Simbo, I'm I'm curious. Um, what what are some of the what is like the worst horror game or games that you that you've played? Because like I'm I'm really curious with your horror game pedigree. Like what what's been the worst? Um, I I 
I, I, I mean, one of them I got to agree with is Astromedes is the Slenderman slash Slenderman style clones. Um, they're, they're just not fun. They're, there's no skill involved. It's a lot of just luck or memorizing the map. Um, I, I gotta say that's probably the worst. Um, but close ringers, um, games, you know, and, and I will say I love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. I enjoyed Friday the 13th, but games like, uh, Dead by Daylight, I, I don't, I, I, to me, that's one of the worst games because you've got people who know all these metas for games and it, realistically there's really only one real way to play a dead by daylight match as the killer um kill the game is completely in the killer's favor so survivors have little to no chance if you're a casual player so and that's just my opinion hot take you know yell at me in the comments if you want but it is what it is no, that's, that's uh, honestly, I I'm, I trust your opinion on that because it's that's why you probably saw my face be surprised because I've heard uh, very, very polarizing opinions regarding uh, th- th- that particular game where there's a lot of people that really enjoy it. But then others that are like, OK, this is this is bull crap. Like, how, how am I supposed to win this when it's like the the like you said, the killer is super powered? Yeah, a- a- exactly. that, And that becomes a becomes an issue because there there's like i was talking with one of my buddies doc clue um from another youtube channel uh, i believe it's actual or real good voice acting i believe this is the youtube channel um or doc clue i think is one of his channels but he's he was explaining to me all these metas for the killer and things like that and once you've got people in a game like dead by daylight who are so many years invested. They know all these metas. So they're able to pull off stuff that a casual player like me is going to go, well, how the, how in the hell did he just do that? I, I feel Wait, like that's, that's that kind of the, sense. the, the rocket league problem where the, the idea of rocket league is fun and everything like that, but you're, you, there's no point in jumping into it now because it's, it's, been going on for so many years and if you try to jump in you're just going to get overwhelmed by players who are just so good at it that it's like okay what what it's not fun it's a 50 50 on that one (laughs) me and simbu have had matches where we destroy people and we're not that great at the game then we have matches that we just get our butts handed to us (laughs) those people you destroy are noobs yep exactly (laughs) (laughs) well and but let me let me caveat because (laughs) You know, I'm not going to just dog Dead by Daylight. Um, when I'm playing with the with my, you know, peers from Scurry Face, I actually have a lot of fun when we're playing private matches. You know, it's... Private matches, it's, though. Right. It's more fun when you're playing against friends. Um, the other thing, one of the biggest things that bothers me in any game, and I don't care what game it is, it's a, any multiplayer game, is camping. <laughs> and in Dead by Daylight, one of the metas is camping a hooked survivor. So if I if you catch me and I get hooked, well, guess what? I'm dead because you're just gonna sit around me the whole time and they're not gonna be able to save me. 
See, but, now you're gonna you're gonna make mobster mad because mobster is Mr. Sniper. So, well, that's that's a diff that's different though. <laughs> you're you're still camping. Uh, that's not camping really. A, it's camping in a shooter, one though. spot. <laughs> right, but it's camping. A, there's there's a difference between camping in a shooter versus camping in a multiplayer game where you're camping your victim. It would it would be different if mobster would camp a downed player. So that his teammates couldn't get him. So it's, it kind of makes me think of 30 Days a Night where the vampires were using the 16-year-old girl as bait to try and get the other humans to try and come in and, and help and save her so that they could then attack the the, the people right. who were trying to help the girl. Well, Predator yeah, does that too. <laughs> kind of sounds like a good strategy to me, to be honest. Like if it, piss, it, if it, it pisses is. you off and it actually results in a killer killing. I also see it in Fortnite all the time. Yes. People camp, yeah. the, you knock out somebody and you camp their body and card because you know their teammates yeah, yeah. are going to try getting them. Yeah, the problem so. with those strategies, though, is, is it removes fun from the other players in a way that's exactly. worse than just the fact that you win. It's but, like, you know, it's like how games avoid things like, you know, straight up boring stun effects now, by and large, where it's like, oh, cool, I get to just wait while something else happens. <laughs> right. But I, I want I wanna I wanna say this. In Fortnite, if let's say we kill if Inferno Fox, Storm, Jason the thirteenth, and I all killed Astromedes and we camp his card, Jamie Owls, Mobster, and you know, Run Jin Run still have a you know, have a shot of getting his taking us out and getting his card back in Dead by Daylight your survivors don't have any real attacks. They have a flashlight and firecrackers, I think, or something, something equivalent to firecrackers from Friday the 13th that can stun the killer. But how many people, when you try, you know, how many people really carry the flashlight versus how many people carry med kits or toolboxes for healing or repairing the generators? <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, that's it. That's... Yeah, it, I think it's uh, I think it, overall it's interesting where like maybe if they they were able to corral that a little bit more, but then uh, maybe a lot more customizability because what one of the things that I I feel game not really a horror game but more suspense or, or thriller would be Among Us because that really empowers both the survivors to be able to work together and find out who the the killer or imposter is as well as complete tasks um, to be able to beat the the killer or killers and also allows the cu customizability to be able to say okay you want one two three imposters uh, and but sounds then, like you're trying to talk about among us right there <laughs> he is yeah i, I said I literally us. said that uh, did you? Oh, sorry. For some reason, I had a different. Thought you said a different game. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the, ma it's the ma mustache. And apparently, <laughs> you heard know. right, wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the Midwest thing. No, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, to two totally different things. <laughs> yeah, but maybe. yeah, it's 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 a. Uh, it's funny because like I feel the the balance with Among Us was was really done well, but if you're uh, one of the things that I've noticed is individuals with like ASD, for example, have a very bad time with Among Us because of the idea of 
trying to say you didn't do something. And then people are like, oh, he's the imposter. And then they, they get thrown out to space when they're not the imposter because they can't, they're not able to regulate emotion well enough, either via the keyboard or the um, the mics and everything like that. But I, 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 I digress. Know. I don't know uh, about that. I've seen that happen multiple times without any of that. <laughs> uh, I, I, one of the uh, kind of getting us back on track is we're we're, mm-hmm. we're yep. getting getting real close to the end of the time here. Um, I, I want to bug Jamie Owls and Storm, especially for some of their thoughts, just in general. Before we, of course, finish things out, do you get do? Uh, Jamie Owls, do you have any specific memories of you playing video games on or around the Halloween season that that fill you with the the nostalgia feels, the the rememberies? To be honest, I have not played horror games when I was younger. I would say I started that more in my twenties. Like honestly. I I usually just play video games all year long, so I, I don't have, like, any nostalgic feelings. Usually, I'm only with that with horror movies. I'm not with that with um video games at all. Same. Because, like, for me, uh, I have memories of playing Super Mario All-Stars during Halloween. Oh, okay. It, it sounds like a really weird thing, because the game came out in July of 93, but we picked it up in October of 93, if I remember right. And so... When you got all the spooky crap going down, and like I said, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of oh. all the spooky stuff, even though you can tell I have a bit of a knowledge base for all of it. Like I, I don't like it. It's not so much fun to me. So like it was great to be able to escape to a new and cozy Mario game between being terrified from two older brothers that <laughs> love to just have fun and throwing scary crap on the TV or with games and 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 whatnot (laughs) so but yeah so that's 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 our basic conversation regarding halloween and 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 video games and uh if if you the listener slash viewer have any memories that you want to share make sure you you put them down in the description below youtube or make sure you you subscribe through apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music and uh, samsung and everything else uh, thank you again so much to the fantastic and spooky cast and crew here. Uh, Jamie Owls, of course, uh, she is my partner and partner in crime. Jamie Owls, thank you so much for joining us in our very spooky podcast. Thank you very much. I'm going to play some more of the DLC version of Resident Evil 8, and I'm going to go to bed with nightmares. And <laughs> you have a very spooky game coming out that you're going to take two days off for. Which game is that? Alan Wake 2. It comes out this Friday. So def- definitely you're lo- looking forward to that. <laughs> That'll be fun for you. I'm going to put do not disturb sign on me. So I just want to <laughs> play all day. <laughs> there you go. Hopefully then, your cats uh, don't ignore it. <laughs> and Inferno Fox too, you know. Yeah. Well, he's one of the cats. She, yeah. she'll, she'll know I won't, won't be in the same room because she's when she plays the spooky games, I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'll be in the game room. I'll be I'll be here working on on stuff that you see here on, on the channel. <laughs> there you go. Uh, speaking of which, Stormrose Sky, thank you so much for joining us. You, uh, you of course can view her at her Twitch and YouTube channels of Stormrose Sky, and make sure to check out her latest and greatest video of her five favorite uh, spooky, scary 
Halloweeny movies. Storm, thank you again. Oh, thank you for having me. And you know, there's just one uh, little Halloween thing that we forgot to mention as we talked about Fortnite, but I'm going about to log off and go buy Michael Myers in the Fortnite store because oh. he's available for purchase. So, you know, oh, there's more V-Bucks to that wonderful, wonderful Fortnite. So, but whatever. <laughs> I had to get Jack Skellington last night. Gonna have to get Michael Myers and hopefully this means we'll be uh, seeing more slashers in Fortnite yes, in the future. Nice. So I want Michael's not a favorite, Freddy. but I'm going to buy him to make sure that that genre gets the support. And you know, there is an audience for more than just uh yep. anime in Fortnite. Yes. Hey, he's not that bad. I think he's at eight. I think it was eighteen hundred for him for his bundle. Yes, for the whole thing, which is not uh not bad considering Jack was twenty six and that hurt, but. What yeah, are you going to do? Mr. Beast and Kid Leroy and all these other <laughs> things. Good for those that, that enjoy that. Yes. But it's, it's just, it's not, not for me. Exactly. Not for me. Speaking of not for me, Astromedes, thank you so much <laughs> for joining us. You are, of course, developer and co-owner of Second Place Games. Thank you again. Always glad to be here. I just want to very quickly throw out two more titles of kind of interesting <laughs> horror games. Um, so one is called Faith the Unholy Trinity. It's on Windows, PS4, and Xbox. It's kind of looks like an old school adventure game is a kind of exorcism uh, game. And one of the really interesting things is the developer did some uh, high frame rate rotoscoped animations that periodically show up as sort of like a much more interesting jump scare than you'd see in something else. And then World of Horror, which just had its uh, version one release. I think World of Horror is available on essentially any day now or now already it should be available and i think most consoles also uh if you like junji ito and creepy kind of japanese style horror with some uh kind of lovecraft eldritch god type stuff thrown in uh you'll probably love like world of horror very good very cool uh suge suggestions and everything like that thank you definitely appreciate it. i like the 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 power lines one that that you had mentioned that 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 sounds interesting. I'm gonna have to add that to my Steam playlist when that goes on sale for yeah. a buck. Or just watch it on YouTube. Unfortunately, a lot of horror <laughs> games. I think you can get actually a lot of the experience by watching on YouTube, which I feel conflicted about as a developer. <laughs> you mean it? You mean that game wasn't just you know a, a random voice saying you must construct additional pylons the entire time? <laughs> yes, done in a creepy way. <laughs> it's like feel the dreams but creepy <laughs> and uh, jason the 13th who of course has the youtube channel of jason the 13th thank you so much for joining us you got any content coming on your channel soon yes i've actually got time to finally start the dlc for pokemon and i have the first video <laughs> ready to go to post i know it's been a while and i'm late to the game but i will be posting the first video yeah, part of the I dlc for pokemon and definitely make sure you check out his channel. We have links in the description below, as well as in all of the podcast uh, descriptors. So definitely check it out for some great Pokemon and Tears of the Kingdom um, playthroughs. But last mm -hmm. and certainly not least, we have Spider-Man, a.k.a. Simbu Darkfang. He is a primary actor of Basement of the Dead. Again, plugging that again, that's Basement of the Dead located in Aurora, Illinois. If you are in... 
the Chicagoland area. I definitely recommend checking that out. We've got a lot of great actors like Simbu uh, who work really hard during this the, the Halloween season. So make sure you come out uh, and you you respectfully support them as they go through the, their their performance and craft. Simbu, thank you so much again for joining us. Hey, it's always uh, always a great time. And yes, please, please, please get out there, support your local haunts. Um, just know that Fridays and Saturdays are right now going to be the busiest time. So expect extremely, extremely long wait times because, well, you waited till the end of October. <laughs> Guess what? So bid everybody else. And if you believe in any of the supernatural, this is the thinnest part of the veil right now up until the 31st. So if you're going to try and pr press your luck, now is the time. But be prepared to wait because that, that honestly, that's actually a good uh, good tip. Just make sure that you are, are tempering your expectations, but you'll be in for a really great time. And of course, thank you, the our listeners slash viewers. Uh, we are going to be taking next week off because it would normally premiere on the 31st, but we don't want to be sitting here doing podcasts on the night of Halloween. Uh, some of us are going to be doing the haunting. Some of us are going to be doing the hiding because people have older <laughs> brothers that like to scare younger brothers and it leaves them with emotional damage. So thank you again <laughs> for joining us and hope, hope you all have a great day and a great scary Halloween. <laughs>